From that upcycled life where we believe even the most broken things can be upcycled in the right hands, this is the Reflections Podcast. Welcome to the TUL Reflections Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Fleetwood. Thanks so much for joining me in this space where we get to hang out and look back on the most memorable moments from the recent TUL show and TUL Uncut interview. My goal is to inspire you to take a fresh look at your own life and consider how God is upcycling you into something new. Hello, my friends. Welcome to this episode of the Reflections Podcast. I'm Laura Fleetwood. I'm so thrilled that you're here today. We are talking about overwhelm. It's great timing because I am in my own stage of overwhelm at the moment. I leave for the airport in two hours and I do not have a single bag packed and I still have to record this podcast for you so that I can edit it on the plane. So I'm in the perfect state of mind to be talking about overwhelm in our lives. Now this topic is brought to us today um, because of the themes from the last That Upcycled Life show with Christine Chapel, where she redid the chair and the side table. And she got really overwhelmed in this episode. There were lots of things going on in her life, in her schedule, and um, she just didn't have time to get all the things done. She was very much encouraged when Sarah Wallace shared her upcycled minute, and it kind of turned things around for Christine and gave her a new a way of filtering um, what had just happened in her life and looking back and seeing how God was at work, even in her state of overwhelm. So take a listen to Christine recapping that show. One of the fun things about the upcycling process is the freedom to improvise. Usually the idea that I start out with is not the one that I finish with when all is said and done. I confess this episode was a bear to get through, especially because it seemed our schedules just collided into one big mess within a two week time period and it simply left us exhausted. I'm thankful for the help that I received from my family and also for the encouragement that I got from Sarah's upcycled minute. There were so many times during production that I was simply overwhelmed with the amount of tasks that had been laid before me. But God meets us in those messes, not only to bring us promises of hope and renewal, but also to bring us people who will help shoulder the burden. Community, the Holy Spirit, and the scriptures are the glue that hold us together when we feel like we're falling apart. Can you relate to the overwhelmed schedule? It seems like we are living our lives as an emergency these days. I don't know about you, but I feel like sometimes I am the victim of the accident. I am the first responder to the accident. I am the, oh, the doctor and the nurse and then the caregiver all at one time. Like we're treating all of our life this way and it's unsustainable. This is the thing that I really want to share with you today about overwhelm, and that is we were not created to be in a constant state of overwhelm. We were created with limits, physical limits, what our body can take, emotional limits, and we need to be aware of those limits and be keeping track of how we are resting and how we are taking time for ourselves and to have fun. And living in a place where you're just zipping from one project to the next project, 
is not a healthy state. It's not a healthy state for your body, mind, or your spirit. And I say this from great experience. In fact, I lived in such a constant state of overwhelm for so long that I literally had an emotional and physical breakdown and had to relearn how to live my life um, within my limits. And, you know, as a teenager, as a 20-something, we have so much energy and we can stay up all night cramming for the final and still be fine the next day with our youthful bodies and um, just more energy and all of that, less, uh, less responsibilities. Uh, we only have ourselves to worry about, not our spouse and our kids yet. And so we're kind of conditioned early on to push our limits and to do as much as we can, to get as much done as we can. And then as we get older, uh, we start to realize the limitations of our human state. And our bodies no longer respond to stress as well. Um, It's easier for us to get sick, and it's easier for us to get overwhelmed, quite frankly, emotionally and physically. So I can appreciate what Christine went through in this episode. And I thought that it was just perfect that Sarah Wallace shared in her interview with Bobby Shea about a parenting moment when she got overwhelmed. Now, Sarah is the mom of five boys, and she had them in a very short span of time. And as a young mom, especially, it's very easy to get overwhelmed. Even when you have one child or two children like I did, I remember one day when my three-year-old was not listening and was throwing a tantrum and I was exhausted and just lonely from just being around my little people all day long. I remember sliding down on the kitchen floor with my back to the cabinets and just sobbing and thinking I was not cut out to be a mom. What am I doing? I can't even get my three-year-old to listen to me. I think we've all had those moments, and so I appreciated how Sarah shared one of hers and how when she felt overwhelmed in that mom moment, she reached out to a friend and cried on her friend's shoulder. Gosh, that is a lesson that I wish I would have learned long ago, early on in my own struggles with being overwhelmed, and that is to share, to share. I want to give you some encouragement today when you are feeling overwhelmed in your life. And um, first of all, it's to recognize what your particular symptoms of overwhelm are. And it's different for everybody. For example, when I start feeling anxious or overwhelmed, I notice that I start holding my breath a lot and I'm not taking deep breaths. I also notice that my temper gets short because I'm thinking in my head about all the things that need to get done. And when things come and interrupt, my plans, then that makes me frustrated. I also don't sleep as well when I'm overwhelmed and find it hard to relax. I get my mind races. And I've learned all of these things about myself and have come to a place where I assess myself frequently to see if my body is letting me know that I'm in a state of overwhelm. Because so often it kind of sneaks up on us because it builds. It builds from small things. And when we don't learn how to let go of those things and release them to the Lord, like Sarah mentioned in her interview, then they build and they build and they build until one day 
um, something even unrelated happens and we just kind of break. We just snap or we um, have an adult mommy meltdown, (laughs) as can frequently happen even when we're adults. So the first thing is to recognize your symptoms of overwhelm. Um, Go back and think through some times recently in your life when you've had a lot going on. Maybe you haven't given yourself enough rest, enough free time, enough fun time. And think about some of the symptoms that you have. For some people, it's headaches, um, stomach aches, digestive issues. There's all kinds of physical symptoms that are caused when we're stressed out and when we're overwhelmed. So that is the first thing is to recognize the symptoms. And then when you feel yourself experiencing those symptoms, stop. Now, this does not feel easy or natural because when you're overwhelmed, the last thing you want to do is stop. You want to get all the things on your list done, right? But I have learned that when I feel like there's no way that I can take a break, that is when I most need to take a break. And so when we stop and we give ourselves a moment to breathe and reflect, then we can ask God how he wants us to spend our day. This is a great thing to do every morning, by the way, is as you wake up and you start going through your plan for the day and your schedule and all of those things on your list that need to get done, stop for a moment and ask God, God, if you were scheduling out my day, what would it look like? What would you have me do today? And what you'll find is that some of the things that were foremost in your mind and in your heart to get done that day are not where God wants you to necessarily spend your time. There's an order of priority to our lives that often gets mixed up. And that order is God first, our relationship with Jesus, knowing him, learning to hear his voice and obey his voice in our lives. That is priority number one. And in my own life, that is the very thing that often gets shoved to the bottom of my list when I'm overwhelmed. Second priority is spouse and knowing and loving your spouse well, having a good relationship with your spouse knowing their love language and spending time with one another and nurturing that relationship. Number three is your kids, if you have children. And fourth on your list is everything else, is the job, the ministry, um, the housework, all of those things. And in my life, it's so easy for the work and all of the little things to get moved up to the top of my list. And for God and my spouse and my kids to move to the bottom. And when that happens, oh, that's when everything gets out of whack. Because our priorities aren't in line with God's priorities for our life. And so it's really important for you to assess your priorities in your life. Why are you feeling overwhelmed? Dig into that question. Let your heart settle on it. Let your mind settle on it. What's going on in that state of overwhelm? And how do you typically respond? Do you allow yourself to take a break, even if it means that a few things on your list won't get done? 
You know, I was thinking about the word overwhelm and how we use overwhelm and then we use the word underwhelm, you know, when something doesn't move us. And I thought, well, what even is whelm? Like, is there a verb, whelm, where we get these words overwhelm and underwhelm from? And sure enough, there is. It's an old uh, English word. And as a verb, it means to submerge or engulf or bury someone or something, like a swimmer was whelmed in a raging storm. And as a noun, it is um, an instance of flowing or heaping up abundantly, like a surge, the whelm of the tide. And so whelm in our life can be a positive thing. It can be like an abundance of something. Um, a surge of something. But if as a verb, it means to be engulfed or submerged or buried, then overwhelmed is how much more even being heaped on top of us. So it's so, so, so important for us if we want to be still in our lives and experience the freedom that Christ has given us in our lives to number one, recognize our limits, be aware of them, be conscious of them at all times, to be aware of when our body and our mind are sending us signals that we are overwhelmed and to know what to do, to know to stop and to ask God to show us what he would have us do next in our life, to not think about everything that needs to happen tomorrow or a week from now or a month from now, but just today, just this moment is all we have. Asking him, what's the next right thing for me to do, Lord? Maybe it's take a shower. Maybe it's make dinner for your family. Maybe it's just go love on that toddler who just had a meltdown and just let he or she know how much you love them. Oftentimes when we ask God what he would have us do next in our life, it's not something that we have written down on our to-do list, our checklist. It's something deeper and more important. And I encourage you to think about that in your own life and to choose when you're in a state of overwhelm to choose the best things over the good things. Listen to how Sarah Wallace explains what she does when she feels overwhelmed and how she turns to Jesus in those moments. Know that you're not alone, um, that the feelings that you're going through are very normal, that if you find yourself just completely shaken and floored by motherhood, it does not mean that you are a bad mom. It does not mean that um, anything's wrong. It means that God has brought this into your life for a specific purpose, and that purpose is to look to Christ. And so it's the same advice that you would give to anybody in any trial or struggle. It's look to Jesus for hope, hope in the specific trial you're going through, hope for eternal life, and look to him for forgiveness and for the righteousness that he gives to us. Um, so it's the same hope that we would cling to in any situation, but just knowing that what you're feeling and going through is normal and that moms all over the world are feeling the same thing. Mm -hmm. And the only hope for any of us is to look to Christ for that security and for his righteousness. 
You can get more wisdom from Sarah Wallace on her website, which is thegospelcenteredmom.com. She has a Bible study of the same name, and she just came out with a brand new book for parents called For the Love of Discipline, which is all about how to discipline your child in a gospel-centered way. She has many resources there and is very transparent about her day-to-day life as a mom. So um, with Mother's Day coming right around the corner, I think it's just a wonderful time for us to have this conversation about being overwhelmed and all of the roles that we take on in our lives and how Jesus wants to be at the center. He doesn't just want to be a bystander in our life watching us as we live it day to day, but he wants to be the one in the center, the one that we turn to and ask, Lord, how would you have me live this day? Lord, how would you have me respond to this this toddler having a tantrum? Lord, how would you have me respond to this coworker with whom I'm having a conflict? Lord, I have 20 things on my to-do list. Show me what to do first and teach me how to rest well in you. Thank you for listening into the podcast today. I hope that it encourages you to reflect on your life and the level of stress and level of overwhelm that you currently have and know that there's so much hope and freedom waiting for you when you learn how to give that overwhelm over to Jesus, to place it in his capable hands, in the only hands that can handle it all, and then to ask him what your next step is and to ask him to show you how to rest. Special thanks goes out to our sponsors, the Habitat for Humanity Restore in Greenville, South Carolina and Designer and You Paint Company. Thank you so much for supporting That Upcycled Life. I encourage you to go to thatupcycledlife.com to see all of the shows and the interviews. You can listen to all the podcasts there. We are here to show you that even the most broken things can be upcycled in the right hands, whether it might be a thrift store find or whether it is your life. It is all in God's capable hands. So until we meet again, keep living that upcycled life and be still.